And in this prayer, um, you know, we're, we're going to talk about it a little bit, but then I want us to, I guess I'm going to ask something, and I want you to kind of really search your heart and ask yourself the question, could this be maybe my, why my prayers don't get answered? Because let me ask you a question right now, and I'm setting you up a little bit here, but do you believe the Bible? I mean, do you believe what the Bible says? We say we're Bible believers here, but a lot of times, you know, and, and the truth is, I think we do believe what the Bible says. Okay? I think you do believe the Bible. I believe I believe the Bible. I believe I believe these verses that we're going to look at here in a little bit. And it's like, but if, we're not, if we believe, how come it's not working? I think there's a very good reason for it that's a very good possibility. And so we're going to get into that in a little bit. But first, uh, I want us to look at First Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 9. And look at what it says. It says, And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren and his mother, uh, called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. The name Jabez means sorrow. And then it's verse 10, And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldst bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldst keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. Two verses right there about Jabez. The Bible doesn't say a whole lot about this guy at all. Pretty much all we know is that he was more honorable than his brethren. We see also that his mother bare him with much sorrow and named him Jabez, which means sorrow. And then we see that he prayed. We just see a prayer that he asked. He asked for God's blessing. He asked that God would enlarge his coast. And God answered his prayer. And we don't know a whole lot about what went into that prayer. Why he prayed that. You know, what when he enlarged it, you know, how much did he have before? How much did he have after that? We don't know a whole lot about it, but we do know that Jabez prayed a prayer and God answered it. And so let's look at some things, because I believe there's a reason that God answered this prayer of Jabez. But first off, notice his recognition of who he was dependent on. The Bible says that Jabez, you know, he called on the God of Israel in verse 10. He called it the God of Israel. You know, when we're praying, it's, it, it shows that we believe God, doesn't it? It shows that we're dependent on Him. Just like a child, you know, maybe they come to their parents asking for some kind of provision. You know, Mom, Dad, can, you know, can I have money for this? Can I have this? You know, they know they can't get it themselves. You know, they're young. Maybe they're a small child. They don't have a job yet. My kids regularly, I'll tell them, you know, you guys need to start getting a job here pretty soon. But, you know, unfortunately, most places aren't hiring you know, 13-year-olds and 5-year-olds. and <laughs> uh, Otherwise, I might send them out to some of these places and uh, so they can start earning their keep. But they do. They ask for things. And they're dependent on us. Legally, they are our dependents, right? That's right there in our taxes. I got, you know, I got six dependents that are on there. And they are dependent on us. And we ought to be dependent on God. That ought to be our attitude. We need to understand that we are, we, I mean, we have to have God's blessing. When it comes to this church, okay, there, I don't think there's a pastor in the world that hasn't prayed the prayer. You know, Lord, enlarge my coast. We all want our ministries to grow. We want our churches to grow and the, uh, the ministries that we have to grow. We want to have the biggest impact that we possibly can. I mean, maybe some of you in here, you know, you like the church the way it is now and you just prefer, you know, hey, you know, we're comfortable right now. Let's not... You know, do any more outreach. We might get some people we don't like that'll make us uncomfortable. I don't think that's the attitude around here. 
And I don't think that's the attitude of most churches. But at the same time, we, I think we all understand that if our church is going to grow, if we're going to see great things done, that we're dependent on God. We need God's blessings. You know, I've said this before, and I've said, I'll say it again. There are ways that we could speed up the crowd process. There's ways that you can bring them in here, but they're not God's ways. And if we're going to have a, if we're going to really accomplish something that's for real, we need God's blessing on this church. I mean, it, if we are dependent on Him, if we're really going to change people's lives, okay, my brilliant advice isn't going to do it for anybody. I mean, my, you know, our just, you know. You know, these, these eloquent messages that I get up and just so, deliver, eloquently deliver. It's not going to do anything for anybody. Okay? It's going to be the Holy Spirit that's going to make the difference. I mean, if somebody comes in and their life has just been wrecked and destroyed by sin, we can't do it on our own. We've got to have God's help, don't we? We are dependent on God. And when we pray, we need to be like Jabez, and we need to understand that we are dependent on God. It's got to be God that does the work. And he called on the God of Israel. We've got to call on God if we're going to see things if we're going to see things expanded in our life. We're going to see more. We see also too that Jabez, he wasn't afraid to ask for the blessing. He said that thou wouldst bless me indeed. He just was honest with God and said, "Lord, this is what I want. This is what I want." He wanted God to enlarge his coast. We see in the Bible that God God wants us to do the same thing. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into heaven, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God wants us to boldly go to Him for mercy. And let's just be honest. When we're praying for blessings, that's asking for mercy. Do we really think that we deserve blessings? Do we really? I mean, hopefully we're not so arrogant to think that we deserve, you know, all the things that maybe we actually do desire. And Jabez, we see that, you know, he just asked God, Lord, I want you to bless me. He just prayed and asked. And, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting God's blessing on your life. There's just nothing more exciting than seeing God's blessings, not because you're wanting to just consume it upon your lust like the Bible talks about, but it's just, I don't know, it feels good to feel like you're in favor with God and to know that His hand is at work and that He that He's involved in your life. And it's, it's exciting when that happens. And Jabez wanted that. We see also that His, you know, he really, what was he asking for too? In this. He said that thou wouldst enlarge my coast. And once again, we don't know a whole lot about Jabez, but it doesn't say he wanted God to enlarge his coast because he didn't have enough to survive. We don't, it, we don't, it doesn't look like Jabez was starving. It looks like Jabez wanted more. And it wasn't a sin. Listen, I, I believe we ought to be grateful for what we have, but I don't believe it's a sin to ask for more. I don't believe you know. I, I don't believe it's a sin for us to say as a church, "Hey, I would like you know, Lord, would you bless us with more people? You know, Lord, would you bless us with a bigger building? Lord, would you bless us with more ministries?" I don't believe that's a sin. We see in the Bible where people ask for God's blessings, and they ask for sometimes a lot. 
I mean, we see guys like Job in the Bible that was very, was greatly blessed. Job had much more than he needed, didn't he? Men like Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, those guys, the Lord blessed them in a great way. They didn't just have enough to just barely survive and just, I mean, you know, practically starve them, but they made it by the skin of their teeth. God blessed these guys in a great way. And we see in the Bible that they wanted it. That they asked for it. That they, you know, they request these things. And God blessed, and God blessed them in a great way. We see also in this prayer of Jabez, he said, uh, he says in there that thy or that thou hast blessed me indeed and enlarged my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou mightst keep me from evil. His desire was for God to be with him. He wanted to know he was on God's side. Have you ever been there before where you were wondering, hey, am I on the right side? Where it just felt like the hand of God was against you? That's not a good feeling, is it? But boy, there's nothing more exciting and there's nothing more secure than knowing that the Lord is on my side. When you can say that with confidence, that the Lord is on my side, I will not fear what man can do unto me. It's exciting and it's it's comforting to know that. I mean, there's it's it's a wonderful feeling, and that's what he wanted. I mean, he wanted God's hand with him. He wanted God's blessing on his life. His the desire of his heart was that he would stay from evil. He said, "Lord, that you would keep me from evil." He wanted God to keep him from evil. He wasn't just praying this because he wanted more because he you know he wanted to indulge in the sins of the flesh. Okay, there's some people out there. They like to have more money. Well, because more money, they could afford more drugs. They could, you know, they could afford more drinking. There's all these things of the flesh that they could have if they had more things, and that's why they want it. But that wasn't the case with Jabez. He didn't want it because, you know, of anything evil. He wanted. He just wanted God's hand on his life. He wanted to keep from evil. And then we see that in the re, the result of this prayer, the Bible just says. God granted him that which he requested. God granted him that which he requested. And you know, when we can look at this passage, you know, and just and we can all speculate about Jabez. We can speculate, you know, boy, why did God bless him? You know, what was so special about Jabez? You know, why Jabez? You know, was it because he was honorable? Was it because he was such a good person? Why was it? The Bible doesn't tell us why, but I think. When we look at other verses about prayer in the Bible, I think we can find out why God blessed Jabez. And I think it was really pretty simple. And that's just this. God wants to answer prayers. God wants to answer our prayers. And just a couple thoughts about maybe why it doesn't seem like our prayers are getting answered. Could it be the real reason our prayers aren't being answered is because we're not asking. Because we're afraid God will answer those prayers. Alright? Why would we be afraid that God wouldn't answer our prayers? Well, first of all, let's look at some verses about prayer. Because we believe the Bible, right? And I really think you all do. I think you believe the Bible. I'm not going to get up here and convince you you don't. I'm pretty sure you do believe the Bible. And I think you, re- I think you believe these verses that we're about to read. But let's, let's look at a few of them. Look at, uh, let's start with James 4. James chapter 4 and verse 2. Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain, ye fight and war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. 
Okay? You have not because you ask not. Ye ask and receive not. He's like, well, I've asked before. But here it says, ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Okay? So I, I believe one of the reasons we don't have these things is we're not really asking. It's like, well, you know, what are you talking about? Well, I know for me, okay, and what I'm thinking about tonight, I'm thinking about for our church, okay? I mean, I don't think that's a selfish prayer to ask God, Lord, and I, I hope this is your prayer, Lord, enlarge our coast here. Lord, help us to reach out to more people. Lord, help our church grow. You know, Lord, help the ministries grow. Help our, our influence to grow. You know, Whatever it is we're doing, I think it's okay for us to ask that. I don't think it's a selfish thing. I think it's a good thing. But are we really asking for that? Because the Bible says we have not because we ask not. Okay? And, some, and, and then let's look at a few more verses. James 1.5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Notice that right here it's talking about asking wisdom. But the Bible says that God gives wisdom liberally, and he upbraideth not. I mean, there's some things, if you ask God for them, not only is God anxious to give them to you, he's, He is not going to get on to you for asking. Okay, I mean, some of you kids before in here, you've probably asked your parents for some things before, and they got on to you for asking. You know, and uh, that happens sometimes. You know, your kids are being greedy or whatever. You know, Mom, can I have a fourth helping you know, or, or, you know, pizza or ice cream or whatever? No, you can't. You know, why are you asking? But, you know, with God, the things that we, there are certain things that we can ask for, that God is not going to get on to us for it. He wants us to ask for these things. And He will give it. And, and could it be the reason we're not seeing some of these things is we're not really, we're not asking. It's like, no, I'm asking. But no, you're not really asking. Because you're, you're wavering in that. The Bible says, you know, ask in faith, nothing wavering. Now you say, well, I prayed before. You know, I prayed, Lord, expand our church. Lord, enlarge our coast. But did you? were you wavering? And I, when I say wavering, not were you wavering in faith. Were you wondering, can God answer this prayer? You know God can answer your prayers. You, you know that. You know what the Bible says about that. But a lot of times when I think it says we're wavering, I don't know if we're sure that we want what we're asking for. Am I sure that I want the Lord to answer this prayer? Am I sure I want the Lord's Lord can enlarge us. Now, I know you're looking at me and thinking, you know, why would we not want this? And we're going to get into that. I think there's a reason. And maybe this is maybe this is where we're at. Maybe this is what's in our heart. And the Bible, you know, it's like, you know, don't waver. The double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Sometimes we're just not real sure what we want, are we? We're not real sure many times. And we need to, I think with Jabez, he was sure of what he wanted. He knew he wanted God to enlarge his coast. He knew he wanted God's blessings, and there was no doubt. He wasn't wavering. He knew it. And sometimes the things we ask for, we're not sure that we really want that if we're totally honest. And then uh, another verse, I think we all believe this one, Matthew 7, 7, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. God answers our prayers when we ask. Now, if you're wavering in it, if you're not sure you want it, 
Okay? If you're double-minded, if you're asking and it's not in faith, then you're probably not going to receive anything of the Lord. But if you ask in faith, we see that God's going to answer it. And so, once again, we think sometimes, you know, I ask, you know, I have faith, and I, you know, and I, but I think, here's a, here's a thought, here's what I was thinking when I was reading this, and just a thought that the Lord gave me. Okay, if we are really praying, Lord, you know, enlarge our coast, like as a church, okay, or maybe even in your own life, you know, maybe you know, maybe with your job, right? You know, Brother Eric just started up the chiropractic business, okay? And I mean, I'm sure if we, you know, if we were asked Eric right now, hey, would you like for the Lord to expand your business and to, and to see it grow? And well, yeah, I mean, you know, who doesn't want that? But here's the thing, and I think, and there's something that I think we all know, and I think maybe the reason we're not real sure, and maybe why we waver and don't get what we're asking for. And I believe is maybe the reason we waver, and maybe the reason we don't really or we're not really asking, is because I think we all know that an enlarged coast means an enlarged responsibilities. Think about that. If God blesses our church and we grow, well, that's more people, right? I mean, with more people, with if there's more ministries. That's more responsibility. You know what else that means? That means more expenses. That means more expenses. That means enlarged responsibilities. Means more problems, doesn't it? Well, there's. I mean, that's more personalities that are out there. Means more conflict. More, you know, more people. I mean, everybody's got their own set of problems and burdens and things that they have in their life. You know, some. I mean, if you want to get rid of problems in a church, just get rid of the people. And you don't have any problems anymore, right? And the truth is, I think sometimes we get content in our own little world the way things are, and we are we don't really want it. We like things as they are. And enlarged coast means enlarged responsibility. I mean, right now, you know, brother Eric with it, you know, he's taking care, you know, it's he's taking care of his family and it's providing for his family, but if he expands and he starts hiring people, well that sounds exciting, but now he's got to worry about taking care of those people. Well, if he's got more people and other chiropractors up working for him, but well, he's going to need a bigger building to do his work in. Well, bigger building, that's going to mean more equipment. That's going to mean more bills. It's, I mean, it, you see the extra burden that's going to come with that? But as far as that business goes, he could accomplish a lot more, probably have you know greater rewards, but it's not going to be easy. And a lot of times when we're asking for more, we're just asking for easy. But I don't believe that's what Jabez was doing. He wanted he wanted to do something for God. He wanted to have something. He, I mean, he wanted to he wanted to be able to be an influence. And I, I said we don't know what all he wanted, but I believe he under he, I think he understood all that. And I think we know that too. That if our church if our church grows and if we fill this place up, I mean, it's nice right now having a mortgage payment of less than four hundred dollars a month. That's not a massive burden. But what if we add on or something? Well, that's going to be a huge financial burden, isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, just so right now our expenses around here aren't super high, but if the Lord were to enlarge our coast, there's going to be bigger burdens that come with it. And I think sometimes we just get comfortable and we don't want any more than that. 
You know, we don't we don't want to deal with the extra problems. We're just content. We like things the way they are. You know, and and truth is, enlarged problems also means an enlarged prayer life and dependence on God. So you know, so right now, boy, you know, I mean, good night. What's what's the biggest burden that you know we've ever faced here at one time? You know, probably when we had that thing happen with the furnace, and there was you know insurance covered a lot of it, but we still had the thousand dollar deductible that we had to pay. Well, that was that was a big deal for us, wasn't it? And thank the Lord, the Lord took care of that, didn't He? And that that was exciting to see how that was done. But you know, the truth is, if the Lord were to enlarge our coast, we might be looking at a ten thousand dollar problem one of these days. A ten thousand dollar burden. It's gonna, you know, be. I mean, you know, there, there, there will come a day when we'll look back at the way it is now and be like, man, it was so much easier back then. So fewer problems, you know. So fewer, you know, there was fewer bills and just fewer responsibilities. It was so much easier back then. And I think we know that. And a lot of times we don't really want it. And I think we ought to want it. I think we should want God to enlarge our coast. We should want the extra responsibility because we should want to make a bigger impact. We ought to want to make a big difference in this community. And if we're going to do that, it's it's not going to come without some extra burden and maybe some extra stress. But I think we still ought to want it. And once again, it's gonna, it's just gonna, I believe it will cause us to become more dependent on God. You know, it's easy to think, you know, man, if we had more people and we had bigger offerings and this and that, that we would have less to worry about. But the truth is, I don't think that's the case. I believe if God gives us more, God's going to expect more from us. And so just because we're getting bigger offerings, that doesn't mean everything's going to get easier. That's just going to mean God expects more from us. God, to whom much is given, much is required. And if we don't do something with what God has given us, when He starts giving us extra, well, then God just made have said, you know what? I'm not giving you any more than that. In fact, I might even take some of what I've given you and give it to someone else that is doing something with what I'm giving them. You know, too much I think people just want to get comfortable. We want to be like that Laodicean church. We want to be lukewarm. We don't want to be hot or cold. We just we don't want to have problems, but we, we don't want to face any challenges either. And I believe that many times we're just not really asking for these things. Maybe you do. Maybe you pray, Lord, let our church grow. But in your mind, you're wavering. Lord, do it where there's no extra burdens that come with it. You know, the extra burdens are going to come. And so, I believe that could be part of it. But also, you know, I, I think it's important. We should not fear God enlarging our coast. We shouldn't be afraid of it. Sometimes it might be intimidating when you think about that man, you know, that extra responsibility. I don't know if I want that. I don't know if I can handle it. We should not fear that. We're not, you know, I think we're, we should have learned by now from what we see in the Bible. Are we supposed to fear giants? Okay? What did God think about Israel when they feared those giants at Jericho? He got pretty upset with them, didn't he? After all the victories that God had given them, after all God brought them out of, he, God was angry at them when they got scared of a few giants. But we do that all the time. Oh, that's, that's too challenging. Oh, I mean, what a burden. I don't think there's any way we can handle that. And then I think God needs to remind us sometimes. Don't you remember what I did for you back then? Now that that's a big financial burden. Lord, I I don't know if we ought to do that. I don't know if we ought to take a step of faith like that. Don't you remember how I took care of the heater situation? You know, don't you remember how I took care of the parking lot? Don't you remember how I gave you this building? And I, I believe that we upset God greatly by just our 
fear of all the giants that are out there. And the truth is we should not fear the challenges that come. Yeah, there will be bigger bills that are going to come with that. There's going to be bigger problems that are going to come and things that we're going to mean bigger challenges than we've ever faced before. But the larger the challenge, the greater the victory, isn't it? I mean, we, we all want to be victorious people, don't we? We all want to be... I mean, if I say, who all wants to be victorious Christians? Well, I want to be a victorious Christian. Well, for you to be victorious, you have to face a challenge, don't you? And it needs to be a big challenge, right? Okay, if you got in a fight with a little frail old lady... Nobody, that's not no great victory. But you know, if it's a giant, that's something to be excited about. And that's actually being victorious when the odds are against you. I mean, when it looks totally mismatched and you're still victorious, that's real victory right there. I mean, us just going out and doing barely anything. You know, where's the victory in that? There's got to be a challenge. There's got to be something big that you've got to come up against and face, and we should not fear God doing that. Sometimes you know, I think about that, and it's like, you know, if God were to bless there, I might lose, you know, if that happens, church, I might lose the rest of my hair. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I, there, there's no time. I mean, there's all kinds of things that can come. Uh, you know, I've, I've talked to so many preachers and stuff that have had, you know, these severe health problems that the doctor said is a result of them pastoring the church. And it's like, it's not so bad pastoring a little church. You know, maybe you know, maybe it's not so maybe that's not so bad. But you know what? I want to see God do great things. I want to be a victorious Christian. And if I'm shying away from the challenges, if because just because I'm not asking, just because I'm afraid that God will answer those prayers, I believe that that upsets God greatly, and we shouldn't do that. And we see that in the Bible. People like you know, people in the Bible they knew that God was going to answer prayers. Jonah. The reason he didn't want to go to Nineveh, he knew God wanted, was going to save those people. And he didn't want that. Now, he should have wanted that, shouldn't he? And I think one of the reasons we don't ask God to enlarge our coast is because we know he will do it. And we are not sure that that's what we want. Because we're wavering. We're double-minded. And the larger the challenge, the greater the victory. The, the larger the responsibilities, the greater the opportunity. I mean, so, you know, added responsibility is not always fun. But, you know, there's greater opportunity to do things. It's, it's exciting when you can actually accomplish something and do more. You know, as kids, as they grow up, you know, you're able to give them more responsibility, responsibilities all the time. And it's always neat, you know, at first, because they're always excited when they get a new responsibility. Hey, you get to start doing this now. You know, and it's, you know, I'm looking forward to the day when I can tell Tommy, Tommy, run to the store and buy this. You know, and I don't have to go doing these trips into town all the time. That's going to, and you know what? What's going to be great about that at first? He'll be thrilled to death. And the truth is, once he has that responsibility, there's more. You know, there's more opportunities. There's more things that that he's able to do when he has a driver's license. Now he's you know he's able to get a job. There's you know he's able to go more places. There's so many more things that you're able to do when you get to those points where you're able to have those added responsibilities. And you know, and when we get to that point as a church, where we have those, uh, you know, added responsibilities that God gives us, that's more opportunity for us to do greater things. And it's a, it's, but it's going to be more challenging. You know, when, when our as our church when our church grows, one of these days we'll be able to have a choir, and that's exciting. Okay, I, I love having a choir, but you know, 
we were watching some videos of the choir at Lighthouse that I led. And we were watching that, and my wife's like, oh, man, you know, don't you miss you know, leading the choir and all that? And I'm like, yeah, but as I was watching that, I was kind of having some flashbacks, too, of some of the choir practices where I wanted to kill myself or everybody in the choir. <laughs> I was thinking about the times that weren't that fun where I just wanted to strangle people, and I, the last thing I wanted to do was go have choir practice because, you know, it was, it was challenging sometimes. Sometimes it was just it was not fun at all. But you know what? It was overall a great blessing. Across the board, it, it, it was it was a wonderful thing. I'm glad we did it, and I was thinking about that. You know, we get a choir here. I'll probably have some of those. You know, we'll have some of those same headaches sometimes. You know, the same choir drama and stuff. You know, and, you know the people that don't want to go and sing that week because they don't like that particular song and they want to do that, have the attitudes and all the stuff. I mean, it's just oh man, I'm getting reminded of it now. I'm getting mad. <laughs> but you know what? If we have that while there's some extra headache and stuff, that's a greater opportunity for us to be a blessing to people with music. It's another opportunity for people you know, to have where they can get involved in the church and where they can minister to other people and be a blessing. I mean, there's just there's uh, you know, there's pros and cons with everything, folks. And this idea of got of in having our coast enlarge and our church grow, it's so there's some negative sides to it, but I believe we ought to want it. I mean, if we if we get to where we can have a bus route in this church, oh man, that'd be so. I'd love to have a bus route. Okay, well that'd be great. I do too. But you know what? Buses are usually money pits, and a lot of times the kids you get on bus routes aren't the most well behaved in the world. And you know what? They come and they break things sometimes. It's going to be some extra expense, and you know. And then you have the kids that don't get what they want. And they go home and they tell their mom about how terrible everybody was at the church to them. And then the mom calls the church and lets you have it. I've had those experiences. We had a mom one time. She showed up at the church just to tell us how terrible we are. Let's have it. She had the most rotten kid on the face of the earth. And me, because I was such a nice guy, we kept letting this kid ride the bus. Should have kicked him off a long time ago. And his mom was standing there just letting me have it. And he was standing behind her laughing. He was, he's like laughing, mocking. We had another kid. Both these kids, we had, we almost got to where we didn't allow Danny's to come on the bus. I mean, we had some horrible experiences with Danny's. And that one was a Danny. There was another Danny that came. I mean, just horrible. I mean, just horrible on the bus, being terrible. And he started using language on the bus. And I remember we, I told him, all right, you're done. You can't come anymore. When you get home, I'm telling your mom we're not picking you up anymore. Oh, I'm sorry, please. I'm sorry. Don't you know? Don't tell my mom. I'll, you know, he's like crying and everything, and I was almost feeling sorry for him. And then I got to the house and I told his mom what he was doing. And while I'm telling his mom all this stuff he's doing, he is standing behind her in the house doing these crazy dance moves. I mean, he's just he's just back there dancing as a way just to mock me and to defy me. You know. I'm not scared that you're telling my mom now. When he was just crying and apologizing before, I thought, just let me at that kid. <laughs> just let me at him. And, you know, it, so there was many times where I was, I remember one time I was sitting in the bus and I'm just sitting there praying, Lord, please help me not strangle this kid. I, I never wanted to hit another kid so bad in all my life. And I would have went to jail for sure. But, man, I'm telling you, I'm just sitting there, Lord, help me. I want to strangle this kid. And I'm telling you, that's just part of it. 
But that shouldn't stop us from saying, I want, I, I want God to do that in our church. Because you know what? While there were the Dannys that rode the bus, while there were the kids that caused the trouble, there were many that got saved. And there were many. We've got some kids. There's some kids there at the church now that are still going to church. Teenagers and some, even some parents of some kids that we reach on the bus. The faithful members of the church there now. And I'm telling you, it's worth it. But it's extra expense. It's extra responsibility. It's extra headache. And I think a lot of times we don't, we're not praying for it because we're just too lazy. We're not real sure we want it. We're content with where we're at. And the larger the response, but the larger the responsibilities, the greater opportunity we have. That's just more people that we can reach for Christ. It's, it's more expense. It's more responsibility. It's more headache. But it's more opportunity. And that's what we ought to want. We ought to want to make a difference. I mean, God did tell us, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. You know, God didn't call us just to win Sterling and Rock Falls. We're supposed to win the world. And we ought to want to make as big a dent in this world as possible. And it's like, but some churches, it's just they get this attitude that, yeah, I'm fine with where things are at now. You know, and they, the truth is, they're not asking God to enlarge their coast. They're not asking God to bless them. They will say it in word, but in their hearts, Lord, please don't do that. I mean, we're like that person. I heard a story one time about this guy. He, there was uh, Somebody said something to him and he was mad at him and he started going after him. He was going to go fight that guy, but his friend was holding him back. And, he's, and that guy's like, well, out there, he's screaming, let me out, let go, let me out, let me out. And he kind of turns, he's like, don't let go. Don't let go. He didn't want to have to fight that guy because he was afraid that he was not going to win. And that's how we are. Boy, we talk big sometimes. You know, Lord, let me out the world. Lord, I want, I want to you know, preach the gospel of the world. I want to do something big for you. But in our hearts we're saying, Lord, please, no, I'd rather not do anything. Lord, I'm fine with the way things are right now. Lord, don't answer that prayer. That's what we're saying in our heart. We're double-minded. And that's why our prayers aren't getting answered. But the more dependent we are on God the closer we're going to get to Him and maybe the more like Him we'll become. The closer we get to God, I believe, you know, when you get close to somebody, they start to rub off on you, don't they? I mean, I've caught myself, you know, doing things that I picked up from somebody else. I mean, I've been hanging around the Menezes so long, I sang a special in Sunday school this morning in Spanish. <laughs> Stuff's going to rub off on you. And if we get dependent on God, it's just going to cause us to get closer to Him, which is what He wants, isn't it? And if, if, But if we're not facing any challenges, if we're not facing any giants in our life, then why do we need to get close to God? We don't need to get close to God in our minds. But when we start facing these challenges, and when, we start, when these things start coming up, what, what are we going to do? It's going to get us on our knees. It's going to get us in prayer. And that is exactly what God wants. God wants us running to Him. God wants us going after Him. But there's got to be challenges. We've, I mean, we're, we're going to have to face some giants. But unfortunately, I think God's answering our prayers. He's answering the prayer of our heart, what we're really asking. And we're saying, Lord, just don't do anything. Lord, just leave things the way they are. And I think that, I think we ought, to, we ought to want more. You know, I think... You know, I think it's, it's totally appropriate. And I think Brother Eric, he ought to want to have the biggest chiropractic shop in the Sauk Valley area, employing the most people. It'll be a headache. <laughs> but, I mean, it, that's more good that, can, that he can do. That's more that he can accomplish. 
And that's, I mean, there, there is greater potential that whatever it is that you do in life, whatever it is you're involved in, whatever you start up, whatever the ministry, you ought to ask, Lord, I want it to grow. Lord, I want to see more. And Lord, when the headaches come, Lord, I just ask that you'll be with me. Lord, when I face the giants, Lord, I just ask that you'll fight for me, that you'll be there right alongside me, that I can see you do the work. Lord, help me become more like you. I believe that Jabez, he understood what he was asking for. Now, I believe that God wants us to make a big impact. That's why I said, go into all the world. He said, go into all the world. And if we want to, God to enlarge our coasts, if we want God to bless us indeed, I think that all we really need to do is ask and mean it. I'm not, I'm not telling you here tonight to just believe the Bible. I think you all do believe the Bible. I, I, I believe the Bible. I believe those things. And I did. You know, I said, I'm searching my heart, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm praying, I'm asking the Lord to show me. And I, and that's what I, I had to ask myself. Do I really want what I'm asking for? Or am I, am I that double-minded man that's unstable? Because deep down, I know what I'm asking for, and I don't really want it. And that might be you tonight. You know what you're asking for, and... You don't really want it, but I'm telling here tonight to tell you to go ahead and want it. To go ahead and ask God to to help you do more. So, uh, you know, as long as I have enough, I I just I just want to make enough money to survive. Uh, okay, that's fine. You know, go ahead and be you can be content with that. It's okay to be content with that. That's fine. But you know what? Why not say, you know, Lord, help me have even more. Not so I can consume it on my lust, but Lord, I could be a bigger blessing, to people. I'd be able to give more. Lord, I, you know, just think of all the other things that you would be able to do if God were to bless you and enlarge your coast. And it, it will, it'll, be, it'll be harder. I mean, mean, you might have to take that promotion at the job where you're going to have bigger headaches. Oh, man, I, I don't know if I want that extra stress. But is, if it's going to help you accomplish more for God, if it's going to help you to have a bigger impact, then why not go ahead and do it? While you're here on this earth, why not try to accomplish as much for God as possible? I think that ought to be our attitude. And I think we ought to go ahead and pray for God to bless Liberty Baptist Church. I think we need to pray for God to enlarge our coast. I think we need to pray that the Lord will help us to have a bigger impact and ask that His hand will be with us and that we will not grieve Him and I believe that if we mean it, I believe God's going to answer it. But I hope you understand what we're asking for. And it can be scary. But you know what? We have no reason to be scared. We have a God that is capable of defeating any giant that's out there. And he was able to do it back then. There's no reason that he can't do it right now. So I hope that will be, I know that's my prayer tonight, and I hope that will be your prayer also. And so let's all stand together.